And this is Rational Hour, yeah. Is it Rational? Yeah. I'm in the game when it's crunch time. Yeah. I call the play like the coach do. Tell them boys they can't touch my leap. example the way I'm supposed to. I got more reason a little bit, a little more than a lot. Only compare me to Bill, a better you feel. I'm sick of the skills. All I'm perfecting, I put them all on blast. Rational Hour, it's more than a podcast. Follow on Twitter, get done with the move. It's Friday night, and this is how we do it. Let's keep it objective, I'm talking statistics. Executive none, we're ethic ridiculous. I'm on a job, grind the pine. Wash King, while I'm still in my prime. Prime time when I'm on live, I just intercepted another bag. Homegrown, like a month apart, ain't hard to tell you a bad man. The game plans like a suspect. Get your coach's death, you do better. If you knew better, you do better. We're in a winning streak, we ain't losing. Never, never, never. And this is Rational Hour. Home run like a month apart, ain't hard to tell you, Batman. Said this is Rational Hour. If you knew better, you do better. We in a winning streak, we ain't losing never. Welcome to the Rational Hour, Ryan. On today's show, we got an NFL legend in the building. Rational Hour, please help me welcome Mr. Hall of Fame member, all pro running back. Mr. Gold Chief to Gold Jacket, Collier County OG, Mr. Edra James. How you doing, sir? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, I'm glad to come on the show. Glad, happy you had me on. Let's rock out. With Tony Dundee, Dennis Green, some of the great brothers that have coached in the, for the Shield. Uh, what do you think about the whole situation as far as blackhead coaches? Do you feel it's something that is just one of those things or do they just get the unfair bias? Well, first of all, you got to have a conversation. We're having the conversations, and the conversations is when the movement is start. So every long as we're having the conversation and steady pushing the envelope, mm-hmm. you know, things should get better. Okay. It's Super Bowl week, L.A., SoFi Stadium, Bengals and Rams. Were you surprised the Bengals were able to make it this far as a wild card team? Nah, because when I went to the Super Bowl, we made it in a similar situation. You know, you get a team that catch fire. And you never know what's going to happen in the midst of a game. And a couple of things went their way, and look where they're at. You know, they're, they're a young team. They got a bunch of great players on there, or potentially great players that they're used to winning. You know, they got a quarterback that came from a winning culture, and it just transferred over. So it's a good thing that happened. That's what makes the league so beautiful. You never know who's going to win it. You have all the experts every year. Saying this is gonna happen and that's gonna happen, but it, every every it always shows that somebody's gonna pop up. You know, it's just mm-hmm. that's the nature of the beast. That's the nature of the beast. Now, any predictions on the game? Uh, are, you, are you leaning one way? For me, I just want a good game, a good clean game, yeah. a game yeah. that you know that you can say, okay, yeah, this right here is really a football game that's worth yeah. watching. You just don't want none that's that's um blow up. decided. I ain't gonna say so much a blow up, but decided by some controversy. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, gotcha. it, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want that type of way. If it's a blowout, let it be a blowout. It don't matter, you know, because that means the other team came to play. But I just don't want to be a game that is decided by some controversy. Now, Mario Cristobal back at the U. Coach Diaz didn't work out. Uh, they brought in Steele back for D coordinator. What are your thoughts about Cristobal coming back to uh, to the U? I just think overall the program is getting behind itself. You know, before the program was then with leaning on a lot of history, leaning on the past, but now you have it where the program is really getting behind it. And when I say the program I'm trying to boosters, the people that spend they're willing to spend the money. And they got a coach that he understands the culture. He understands what it's like to be a Miami Hurricane. Mm-hmm. 
Coach Cristobal was there when I was there in 98. He was a, um, a GA. And so he knows what it takes. And now we're giving him the resources. And I think that's one thing that, that we lacked in the past years. You had coaches, and you can't say if they were good or bad because you don't know where they restricted with the resources. Now we, there shouldn't be no excuse. Yeah, yeah. Now, how long do you think it'll take for he be able to get his fingerprints on the program back to a BCS prominence type situation? The program not too far off. If you look at the yeah. games they lost, them some close games. And mm-hmm. I think Diaz started stacking that deck for him. So, you know, I think we – we and you got a lot of those guys stayed in school. That always helps. So okay. I don't think it's going to be long. Coming out uh, at that time, it, it was – all of the programs in Florida were balling out. I mean, Gators, Seminoles, and the Canes. Um, you had a hell of a, a junior and senior year. I know you got injured your junior year. What was your thought process coming out of, of high school? Did you have any idea of where you might land? For me, I always wanted to be a Miami Hurricane. Mm. The only reason you consider other places is because of the fact that Miami was going through the probation or they was about to have the sanctions. But once we got got all the information and got the facts. The sanction weren't going to be that bad. It was no brainer for me. Yeah. Now, did you, I know uh, Dion was balling out at the time and they had a lot of success with Bobby Bowden, got rest his soul. And then, you know, what Spur was doing in Florida, did you take trips to those universities as well? I had a cousin that played for Florida State, so I was familiar with Florida State. Mm. And then Florida Gators had, um, in my and a mockery, we had a big time booster that was affiliated with the program. Mm-hmm. So I got a chance to check the, the gauges out through through him. But it was always a Miami Hurricane a note. That right, it was not even something even consider. Okay. Now when you get from Immokalee to Miami, how was the transition for you from high school to your first summer at with the Canes? Uh, it was actually pretty easy, you know. We go, we come from a place like a Mockley, That's a football town, you know. Okay. So we play ball there, you know. So when you go to when you when you go to college, you start realizing, okay, now you have a true offensive lineman, you have a true quarterback. You know, when you when you go up in a football town, you may be the same size as the lineman. Mm. You know, Man. so. Butch Davis, Larry Coker, Don Selinger, your running back coach. You guys kind of laid the foundation. How do you consider your time in Miami and the whole process of your years through there when you think back at it? Man, it, it was what it was. You know, it was. That was the turning point. We got the program back mm-hmm. where we needed it. Yeah. And uh, what's what's Davis like, man? He kind of was that, that, that guy during that era. He left, and then Coker kind of kept it going. Was Butch Davis just kind of just a cool cat, just one of those coaches that could relate, go in the house and recruit a kid for Florida? He was a head coach. You know, he was a coach that led the team. He had experience. He had come from the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. He had already had affiliation with the Miami Hurricane culture. So he knew exactly what to do to get the program going in the right direction. And everybody bought into it. Okay. Now, after the, the, the PC Bowl, your last game against NC State, did you know you wanted to leave earlier or were you considering coming back this year? Say that again. And in the last game against NC State in the PC Bowl, did you know you wanted to leave early? I knew I was leaving after the UCLA game. 
Oh, the tuna. Okay. Yeah. So, do uh, you didn't have no thoughts about coming back your senior year? I mean, when your work is done, there's no need to stay yeah. there. I know. The team was loaded. The team was loaded with players, so my position wasn't something that was pressing or where I needed to stay. I wouldn't have made too much of a difference. How was your draft process? I stayed at the University of Miami. And my draft process, that's one thing I detail in the book. Mm -hmm. Anybody that wants to kind of know about those things, just pick up the book and they'll get a little bit more insight mm -hmm. about the way I went about it and the different steps I took that I think a lot of people should take that approach or really consider the approach I took towards the whole draft process. With 99 coming into the league your rookie year, you led the league in rushing. Uh, was it hard for you to adjust to the league it's, when you came to Miami or you knew that you guys had something special and it would be easier for you to make an impact? I think coming from the University of Miami, you're uh, so many steps ahead. When you have a coach that's been the pros and you practice like the pros and you're surrounded by players that ultimately ended up in the pros, mm -hmm. it's not going to be a hard transition. January... Oh one, more out. Dungey comes in. Uh, uh, Tony was really considering, you know, I guess Carolina was getting a bidding war with with uh, Ursay to to for his services. Now Moore was there at OC. He stayed. Was there any difference with Moore left and Dungey came in? Um, Coach Dungey brought that defense with him, and he brought a whole different demeanor because Coach Dungey, the type of person he is, mm -hmm. I think is is written, you know. He's the type of coach that you would love to play for. You respect as a man. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't it wasn't something that everybody was complaining about. You know, everybody was, when he came in, he did what he was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Coach Moore was he the kind of the glue for the offense? The, the play calling was him, and you know the triangle with you and Peyton and and Harrison all. But he kept you guys on up tempo type style. We had Tom Moore as the offensive coordinator, so we had the same offense, and we had continued to build off of the previous years. Mm -hmm. Man, you talk about building off success, man. You guys really were the pinnacle of the league during your time. Um, but first, that the injury you sustained in, in 01, your knee, I believe it was a torn ACL. Um, how do you feel that affected your, your career? And did that kind of like, did you know you have any doubts as far as you can recover from it? I mean, and the the thing about like, even in this interview is a lot of those things I talk about in the book. You know, I don't want to jump the gun. Um, I definitely, definitely um, check that out. But just from your perspective, you know, things that we can touch on edge, like um, one thing with the, the knee injury, like we said, and then your transition. Um, how did you know your time and in, in, with the Colts would come to an end? Was it the whole franchise tax situation? And then, in fact, they have the salary cap, and they okay. have to be able to match those numbers or meet those numbers. And we have team. We have a team with as many good players as we have. You're going to run into those problems unless somebody settles, and I don't think anybody should settle. Right on. Uh, the comparisons with Arizona in 06, Wayne Early and then Harrison and yourself, uh, Dallas Clark, Arizona had Kurt Warner, Bowden, Fitzgerald, and yourself. Did you see a, a you know similar situation when you got to Arizona? 
that was part of the reason I decided to go to Arizona. I saw the opportunity. I saw the quarterback. I saw the receivers. Mm-hmm. They had a good defense, and they just needed the running back and the offensive line. So we was able to get things going. It took a little longer than I probably anticipated, mm-hmm. but it was well worth it. The the 08 season, you guys made it to the Super Bowl off a 9-7 record. Back at home, Raymond James Stadium in Miami. How was that whole vibe, just you coming back home and making it to the Super Bowl? Well, it was actually in Tampa, but it was, oh, it was always right. good to get home. Anytime you get a chance to play, especially the biggest game of your career, pretty much. Anytime you get a chance to get amongst your family and peers, it's always a good feeling. The only thing you hate is you can't get everybody in. Yeah. But the fact that it's here, it made things so much better. Is there, is there any decision that you that you did make that you're glad that you did make? Like, like if you think back at it, you could have went one way, but you decided to go the other way. You're glad you made that choice? Well, I just think that's in general. If you end up where you want to be at, mm-hmm. you can't question no decision that yeah. you made. You know, for me, I'm I'm right where I wanted to be. The reason I say that because you're so infused with business. And I just want to know, like, how do you make those decisions when it comes to your your family and your work balance as far as your business decisions? Did you did you ever have any business adventures that you're glad you didn't invest in? I mean, and once you enter this space of the being an NFL player and coming to the financials, you're going to always be approached with so many different opportunities that may come across as opportunities, but it may ultimately not be what they present themselves to be. And so I'm, me, just like any other player, you know, we always get things brought across our desk. And, mm-hmm. you know, I only stuck with the things I knew. And it, everything seemed to work out. And one thing, Ed, I always remember that 06 video with you and Trick and Trick Daddy and the Orange Bowl and, and the, the setup video, man. How did that come about? Well, that's my buddy, you know, and... Uh, Anytime your friend's having something going on, you're just a phone call away. We're all in Miami. Okay. We're just in, we're there to support each other and kind of enjoy each other's success. Yeah, that was a man. That I mean, he was on top of the game. That you know, slip and slide. Uh, just this was. I couldn't believe when I saw you in the video. I was like, is that Andrew Man? That was, that was just a dope video. So I just wanted to know, like, I, what did you you? you <laughs> You do about the whole video. He kind of just hit you up, said, "I want you to win this video." I mean, we always hung together. We were always around each other. So, okay. the the coach the the whole situation with Coach Prime. Interested to know your thoughts about what he's doing at Jackson State and the success he's having in recruiting. Well, I think he's doing a great job, and we need more people like Coach Prime. We can't. We can't sit back and depend on one person. We need more people pushing. He's just showing that it's possible. And I think now that you're seeing what could potentially be done, now we just have to keep pushing that envelope a little bit more. And it makes it better for everybody, not just one school, not just HBCU, but all schools. You're a family man, Edge. I know you're well invested with your your family. It means a lot to you. Your son ended up choosing um, Howard University. How was his process? Did you stare him one way or you let him kind of do his own thing? No, you just put all the information in front of him. And usually when you have all the information without holding any information, 
a smart person gonna make the right decision. And that's what I feel like he did. He made the right decision based upon the information he gathered and his thoughts short, mid and long term. Jonathan Taylor, the current coach running back. Uh, what are your thoughts of the young the young buck in the backfield with the with the coach? Man, you love to see somebody having success. He's doing a great job. Just want him to keep it up. Keep putting in that extra work. Keep taking care of your body. And those were my messages to him. To always take care of yourself and keep it going. Mm -hmm. So he can continue to have success. Edge, man, I, I congratulate you on making the hall. Uh, that's just, uh, you know, legendary, iconic status. The, the the 75 Caprice is legendary rolling through, man. I love your YouTube videos and just your content. You know, the Thank 75 had the, 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 the Carvette, I think of the LS3 motor in it. Uh, how did you decide to have something like that at the festivities? And is that something that you thought of? Yeah, I'm a South Florida person. So anytime I get a chance to put the culture on display, represent, I'm always represent. And yes, knowing that they had a parade, you know, they're going to have a parade and they're going to have cars. Why not have a car that represents us? A book. Um, let's talk about it. I know that's your, your, your drop. Uh, you um, wrote this book with, I believe, this guy named John Harris. And how did it come about? And can you tell our audience exactly uh, what they could expect to see in the book? Well, it was something that I wanted to do once I, you know, felt like that was the the closure to an NFL career. I think it, it was something that much needed. You know, people can, you know, see themselves in that book. Or when they're reading it, they can see things that they'll see themselves or they'll see somebody that they may want to help or motivate. And I try to make it a timeless piece based upon my personal experiences. And hopefully it could help somebody else. Sundays, have you been? I know you said you and Trick Daddy were, were boys. Uh, let our audience know about Sunday's eatery. How good is it? And is it something that people must stop and get if they're in town? Well, you know, anytime you, your friends have something, you want to you want to support it. And I think this, I think his work speaks for itself. You know, it's a line wrapped around the building every time you go by there. So oh, word. Okay. you should check it out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard a lot of good things. Just um, now, Edge. I want your thoughts, man. Uh, give me your top five uh, MCs from Florida. I don't really get into all that. You know, I'm. I, I support all. Yeah, I don't know. There's a couple artists that flies. I know is real popular. His his whole. He's got a large following. Rick Ross, of course. Uh, you you don't have no Mount Rushmore. Who who's in your playlist? Like who did who did you listen to to get you? If you was getting ready for a big game, is there some somebody you always have to put on your playlist? Man, I just whatever's on is on. I just go play. <laughs> That's right. Huh? Now the U synonymous with running backs. Edge. I mean, who do you have a top five running backs out of the U? I'm not gonna never put. I don't, I don't have a top five nothing, so I'm a very big person. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So you don't you don't get into the whole the top five type greatest all time LeBron, MJ, nothing like that. Mm -mm. No, right. 
that's never been my style, you know, because you're like, what are you judging? Who, what are you judging these people by? It's, yeah. It all depends on what, what you're looking at. And I'm not looking at it that much because if I need a certain type of player for a certain situation, oh. that's when you break it down. You break it down in a different situation. Yeah. Uh, now, do you have like a favorite teammate of all time that you played with or against? Um, nah, it's, my answer is pretty much the same. I've played with so many great guys. Uh, is it, it's as far as trash talk? Is there somebody that, like, who was some of the, the greatest or uh, opposition as far as who's the hardest linebacker that you ever faced? Well, anybody that made it to the hall, you know, you know, those are the guys that you know they they represented as a football player. For me, it was a game, you know, you just play the game, you go out and play. And so I never got into, oh, this person is tough because it's a team game. Mm-hmm. And when you when you really break it down team game, you get you put in those situations where if you do what you're supposed to do, nobody's going to stop you. And then vice versa, if they do what they're supposed to do, nobody's stopping them. Who, who kind of laid the foundation to the character that you, that you have in your life? That's why you go get, everybody's going to get the book. All yeah. those questions, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the book, and I don't want to jump the gun. Yeah, like all those, they're in the book, and that's right why on. we covered so many topics in the book, so that you know you don't really leave nothing out. You know, after mm-hmm. you read the book, then you get a little bit more insight, and it pretty much answers a lot of questions. And you're, I know we talked about the book. Can you let our audience know about any other business opportunities that we can support your work with? Well, if you really want to see what I have going on, just check out my social media, at Edwin Jane on Instagram. And when it comes to the different business ventures, I usually have partners. I like to do things with people. Okay. And I think it's best. You can go farther together. Yeah. But anybody interested in checking out anything that I have going on, I try to stay pretty active on the social media front with, yeah. with using Instagram as the, the big dog for me. That's the main one that people check out your Instagram? Yes. Okay. 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 Uh, Edge, man, I thank you just for just chopping it up and giving me your insight for, you know, the audience to hear and to know more about. Um, I know you're not big, so I really feel honored just for you to come on the show and just give me some insight on your life and your career. No, I appreciate you having me, man. Uh, hopefully I answered the question, but a lot of those things I want, you know, no, you want to no. deviate from where they at. You know, I had, that's why I kind of put them in the book. Yeah, no doubt. So, yeah, no, uh, and like you said, that's what I said. It's, it's the book. And that's one thing that I want our, my audience to know. And, just for everybody to know, come check it out. You gave me some good insight just on your, your life and your career, just your thoughts and where you, the way you see things. And that, that that's where it's at. But, yeah, um, I would love to have you on again. Maybe we can chop it up again on, on some more stuff once you catch. I know Isaac Keys of XTV, your power. I, I would love to come on and talk some football. Yeah, I'll be checking that out. To, I'm going to check that out tonight and check my boy out. Yeah, that's a must-see, man. That's uh, – 50 doing his thing, man, with that whole power universe. Absolutely. Anytime a brother having success in a, in a space that we don't usually enter, you mm-hmm. got to take your hat off to him. Yeah, much respect. Now, uh, 
Um, Edge, anything you can let our audience know as far as anything you have, any events or promotions that you are doing besides your book? Well, everything that I have going on, I I put it on display on social media. That if I want, I might be anybody interested in checking it out. Okay, definitely we'll do that. I'll put it up on our message board and let our uh, Rational Hour Brigade know to, to go check it out. So thank you, sir. I greatly appreciate you taking the time. And um, we will catch you down the line. All right, man. Thanks for having me, man. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. I appreciate it.